Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. We have John Jackson with us here today. And before we get started, if you don't know John, John is essentially the king of lease options. And so we're going to dive a little into that here today and head over to freeleaseoptiontraining.com. And I'll make sure to have that link in the show notes, but I really appreciate your time here today, John. You bet. Yeah, Greg, great to be here, Jack. I know we had a little issue trying to techie issue, but we're, we're past that now. Yeah, we're past that. I appreciate your patience on that. Well, well, John, I mentioned that this is really an underserved topic on my show, and I've always been really intrigued by it. I got some rapid-fire questions that we're probably going to get through here in about 20 minutes, but can we break it down just really quickly and summarize what lease options are for our newer listeners? Yeah, so a lease option is simply a lease of an option of purchase. So if you've ever, think about a car, if you've ever leased a BMW or a Cadillac, a, yeah. a Corvette, whatever the case may be, uh, you're leasing it, but you had the right to buy that that BMW before the lease expired. That was a lease option. So if you've ever leased a car, you've been, you've been, you've had a lease option. We do the same thing, except instead of a BMW, we do a, a lease option on a, on a house. So the buyer is leasing the property with the option to buy it within a certain amount of time. That is a lease option. And there's different types of lease options used for different strategies, different techniques, different situations. But we, we focus on short-term, short-term lease option assignments where whereby the seller is getting full price. We, are, we then market that lease option to the end buyer and our buyers get financed on the property within 12 months. Okay. So uh, with all that being said, so when you're, you're essentially getting the property under contract from the seller, so you're really not using any of your own money in acquiring these properties. Is that fair to say? No, but there's no money. Sure. So when you place a resident, I hate to say it's not really essentially a down payment. It's a, like a lease payment or something up front. Option, option fee. Sure. And that what, what typically is the size of that option fee? About 5%. 5% of the, the value of the house. And then you obtain, how do you find the value of the house? Are you just using comps or? Yeah, we'll, we'll use comps. Typically, the house that we're working with are already for sale. So the seller's already trying to sell them. These are not desperate sellers. So they've already been trying to sell them you know, for sale by owner or listed with an agent. And so they've been on the house, they've been on the market for a little bit. And, you know, we'll go and look at comps real quickly. And, and it's very, very easy to set the numbers because normally they're very close to what the value is. And we're setting that option price at full price. So it's pretty easy to set. Sure. Okay. So with, with all of that, do you find that you have to do some education of the, of the seller then to even under, to understand what the lease option is all about? A little bit, but not too much, you know. If you try to way over explain it, I mean, I do a three day boot camp. Well, I'm not going to take all that information from a three day boot camp, try to, you know, force feed that into a seller's head. I just bullet points. Okay. Okay. It's a short term lease purchase. You're going to get full price, no commission, cash flow each month, 
the buyers that we're working with are going to be living in the property, giving you payments every month. They're responsible for the repairs. They get a home warranty. They're simply looking for a little bit of time to get things in place for financing. In the meantime, you're getting money each month. You're getting cash flow each month, and then they cash you out. The typical within 10, 12 months, and you don't pay a commission. And the clients, the buyers pay us our fee. So that's, believe it or not, that's really all the, there you go. That's the education they get. Yeah. So when, when the client pays, pays your fee, do you get a piece of each trans- monthly transaction or how does that work? We don't because it's not, a, not on an assignment. On an assignment, you just a one-time, it's a transaction fee. It's a one-time pop. Where you get part of the monthly is on a sandwich lease option where you stay in the middle. So do, what are you typically doing then? Uh, assignments. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So are you, is your assignments fee essentially that 5% that you collect? At yeah. The beginning? So our oh. fee is 5%. That's our option fee. Yeah. Okay. Do you find that people have saved up enough to, to be able to pay out the 5%? Yeah. If they're coming to us, they've already been looking for a house. And so they've, they've got that money saved up. Sure. So then during that, that 10 to 10 year period, are you providing any kind of information or feedback? Because at, at this point, they've probably exhausted their bank routes. Are you helping them and guiding them a little yeah, bit got, as to have, improving them? We have the lender in place to help them get finance. If they need credit improvement, we've got the company to do that as well. Most of the people that come to us that, believe it or not, we don't need any credit improvement. They just need a little bit of time to get things in place. And we've got the financing in place for them as well. Sure. So are you doing this across the, the U.S. or is, are you yeah. sticking to certain areas? All the way across the U.S. from Hawaii all the way to New York, Florida. So, sure. Are there any kind of regulations that people should be aware of? that Texas has specific, Texas, North Carolina, Ohio, they've got some specific requirements for the lease option. So we've got, you know, we've our very, very specific documentation that we use. So you want to be aware of that. Texas is known as the most strict. And as it turns out, I'm, the only, I'm actually the only educator who teaches lease options for Texas. But, but even their requirements are very, very, you know, doable, if you will. Right. Sure. So you earlier, you mentioned regarding any kind of repairs and, and the like, the responsibility of the resident. Is that something that somebody could get in trouble with if the lease isn't written correctly or? Well, first of all, first of all, the houses that we work with, and this is important, the houses that we work with are, are nice moving ready houses. So this is, these are not lean-tos. So I always say that, you know, if a house needs repairs, that's not a good lease option. Sell it, sell or finance. So the houses we work with are nice moving ready, don't have, don't have issues. Then plus the buyer gets a whole warranty. We make him get a whole warranty. So there again, that covers the repairs as well. So, so we don't get into into issues there with the, with repairs. Sure. So, how much is, is a typical home warranty then that you're talking? Six hundred dollars for a year. Oh, that's not yeah, that's not unreasonable yeah. at all. Now we use Old Republic Home Protection. It's a lot better than American Home Shield. Sure. And then, what does that typically cover? Like all of the media it covers things? everything. The only thing it doesn't cover is like a slab leak. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, based on what your experience then, what are some of the myths associated with lease options that you need to yeah, bust? So, well, some of the myths are that you can't do them in Texas, which is crap. Of course, you can do them in Texas. It's just that there's only a few people that, that ever at the law 
and I'm one of them. So that's one of the myths. Another myth is that people that get into a lease option never get financed. Well, if they don't get financed, it means you didn't structure it right or that you didn't know how to qualify a buyer. And so you know, that's a myth. And then another myth is that the only people that want a lease option, buyer has really crappy credit. And that's not true. We work with people that haven't set that. We, we work with people that have a 720 FICO score, uh, but they just want some time to get financed. Mm-hmm. These are great buyers, right? Well, they kind of in particular too, with the, with the economy as it is right now, I can see how something like this would maybe be a little more attractive as the interest rates are going up. Maybe they want a little more time for those to come back down again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, here's the thing is that any creative real estate, creative financing, seller financing, a lease option, wraps, subject to the, you know, seller finance in particular is going to be the new Alte financing really across the board. Uh, seller financing is normally associated with crappy houses that Hispanics that have cash. That's not way really that, you know, that's kind of going away in the sense of that ideology. People that, you know, want to get a $350,000 house, buy seller finance, the seller finance, lease option. They're becoming the way of, of, of people getting the house. Now, lease option is, you know, you can convert a lease option to a slower finance. When you have all the ridiculous requirements that banks have, the lenders have, and they're getting 6% interest or, you know, as those rates go up and up, I, you know, I just see people getting tired of, of having to mess with, rely on institutions and put their faith in institutions. They want, to, they want a, a person-to-person transaction. That's what a slower finance is. That's what a lease option is. And it's much easier because you're not having to go through some government loophole to make sure that you, that, you know, the, you know, this government entity approves you of, of owning a house. Right. So, you know, when you, you initially establish a value of the house and that's the lease option amount, is there any, do their payments count towards ticking that down at all? Or how does that yeah. look like? So we, we used to give them a rent credit where part of their payment went towards the purchase. We stopped doing that in 08, 09, when the lending guidelines changed. So now we just do a thorough concession where a flat amount is going towards their closing costs. So when they go to get finance, there's a seller concession there. Oh, okay. So is that something that sits in escrow essentially? That No, it's just all paper. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's just a, it's just, just a seller concession is all it is. So over 10 years, I'd imagine that what they're gaining then is the house value stays consistent over 10 years. Well, we're doing a one-year lease option. Oh, Keep okay. in mind, yeah, and everybody, everybody is going to say this. The longer the term of the lease option, the less, the less likely the buyer is going to, get to buy the house. Oh, okay. On, on a lease option, anyway. The reason being is because life happens. They get divorced. They have a kid. They had three kids. They went to college. Well, not, well their needs for a house change. So that's why we do 12 months lease options because we want our buyers in there, boom, get financed. There you go. Oh, you said 12 months. I heard I heard year instead of, oh, that, yeah. made a big, that, made, that makes a big difference. Yeah. So, so let's say at 12 months when it expires, then can they renew? If they need to, really, they would just buy the property. Sure. So if they, if they renew, then does the, does the, the amount change? Like the, the value of the house? It could. Yeah, it certainly could. If if they would need it to extend the lease option that the owner can say, okay, I'll extend it, but I'm going to raise the price. Sure. Okay. Well, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you're talking to people with houses already on the MLS and, and people who are doing like for sale by owners. 
Is there any marketing techniques that you're using to attract these people or are you just cold calling them? No, I don't cold call. For sub owner, for imp owner, expired listings, right? you can text them for listed houses over 30, 60, 90. We send direct mail to them. Okay. Then they're calling us. It makes the conversation a thousand times easier. Because they're calling us, interrupting our time, our space, saying, hey, I got your thing. Tell me more about it. So, so it sounds like you're, you're getting the, the seller on board. You're taking the lease option payment up front as your fee. You're getting it all set in and, and you're essentially doing the service for the seller and just getting it all set up and then stepping yeah. out of the way. Yeah, we're, we're packaging it all together with, with the terms, the contract, everything, marketing that and getting our fee and then we're out of the, then we're out of the picture. Okay. So what are the common mistakes that you've seen when people are trying to do this on their own? Their contracts suck. You know, and the thing is that if, if somebody wants to use free contracts, if they want to do real estate and they want to use free contracts, they got offline somewhere, stop doing real estate. Just stop because you're not in business. Your contract, you're only, you are only as good as your contracts. And so first of all, you've got to use very good contracts. Secondly, you've got to know how to set the numbers. Even educators out there, even other, even other, other gurus that are, are, I know that are friends of mine, don't know how to set the numbers properly on a lease option. They literally just pull them out of their backside. You got to set the numbers right. Otherwise, you set everybody up for failure. The seller, the buyer, you know, set them all up for failure. So you got to set the numbers. And only work for a lease option. Don't do a crappy house. Do a nice house. Nice house is move-in ready. If the house needs repairs, that's not a lease option. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the plumbing isn't working, that's not a lease option. So nice houses and look for buyers that are going to be financeable within 12 months. One of the things that some people teach is, hey, as long as they've got the option fee, they're in. Well, that's, that's a bad way to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they got the option fee. Yeah, they got a 420 bike on score, but wow, they got the option fee. I'll let them in. That's not good. You're setting them up for failure. So do you use a s- servicing company then to to basically manage the payments that are happening here? Or is it just... No, they, just go, they just go directly to the seller. Oh, okay. They just cut, cut the seller and check directly. Yeah, they just go electronically. Yeah. The only time I've used a servicing company is put, put, excuse me, for our seller finance deals. Right. We'll do that because there's escrow there. Okay. Well, I, I want to remind everybody free lease option training.com for John and his team. There's, there's probably quite a bit of content there. And I know John's been on a ton of other podcasts. So there's a lot of value that you bring. And I, I have a billion other questions here for you. <laughs> you just open a can of worms, John. <laughs> so I hope I can convince you to come on another time. Hopefully, uh, tech tech issue free, but I, I did have a, a couple other questions. So with with the with the sellers then get you got them on board and you're you're doing this across the country. Have you found like what are what are your marketing strategies to to reach these people on such a, a broad scale across the United States? Well I've got students across the country as well. Oh. So now if it was just me, I wouldn't be doing it all across the country. I would focus on a state or an area. You know? Oh, sure. Like when I started, I just did the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That was my bread and butter territory. But so I've got, your, I've so got are you and your students partnering on this? Yeah, yeah, we do be on deals. Yeah, we work with about thirty to forty, about thirty-five to forty people at a time uh, okay. across the U.S., and we JB on deals with them. Oh, okay. 
So where does the, where does the joint venture need to have come into account on on this if they're essentially doing this with doesn't sound like much money at all. Yeah, you mean as far as, oh yeah, but they're not putting up, I mean, we're not putting money into the property, but with my students, of course, they're using my marketing techniques, my business name, you know, they're, oh, they're sure. my training. And then we, uh, we do the deals together. And, oh, uh, no, I follow you. That makes a lot of sense. So you men- mentioned houses that are like nice and ready to move in. Do you tackle any updates or repairs like painting or anything? Just it's got to be ready to go. Will you advise the seller as to some things that might need to be done? I guess if it were to come up, but normally it's like, it's, let's go, let's do it. You know, like I would never go, okay, you know, this, your daughter's room that's pink. Yeah. I need it. I need to paint it a, a neutral color. No, I don't give a crap, you know, but <laughs> because whoever buy, whoever comes in the house, guess what they're going to do? They're going to paint the room, right. but it's, but it's got to move in ready. You know? Right. Right. So the the person, it's got to be like vacant, like right away, or can there be like a lap? Our buyers are typically looking at three to four weeks to move in. Okay. So the seller, a lot of the houses we work with, the seller still lives there. And that's fine. It's just once we have the buyer, now we got to coordinate the, you know, the move in, move out. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's really enlightening. I, I, again, I, but one more time, freeleaseoptiontraining.com, John Jackson. I, I really hope you'll consider coming back again sometime. Yeah, I know we always scratch the surface, Jack. We had some tech issues that I, I know we don't have tech issues, but we had one of our tech issues for whatever reason. So we had to get in what we could here. And I've got a hard stop for uh, for another show here just a little bit. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely need to get to do a part two yeah let's do a part two if you if you don't mind but john i really appreciate your time you're welcome back anytime i really hope you'll take me up on that and again it's free leaseoptiontraining.com thanks john hey take care take care thank you thank you if you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing if so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.